the Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, what's going on? Not much. Feels a little weird. Yeah, just to let everybody know, uh, so if you're confused why we don't have much subject matter to chat about here, we're recording this on Tuesday. We normally record Thursday night, so that literally any news that breaks Thursday night until Friday morning, like we miss for the week, but now we're uh, missing pretty much most of the... Yankee series as they are not playing on Mondays in the entire month of June. So we really have like the Padres and our one game last night against Seattle. So I guess we'll be, we'll be covering Dodgers, Angels, and whoever the fuck else we play all next week. We got a lot to talk about next week, but that's a later problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> not, not my problem right now. I was about to say not my circus, not my monkeys, but Eventually. Very much my circus, very much our monkeys. <laughs> um, but let's get into some Yankee stuff. We're going to start with the Padre series, right? We take two of three from the Papas. Um, one of the worst defensive plays we ever um have shown this year appeared. That then. was horrendous. I I don't even know how to start with it, but like it kind of. Not that it worked out. It didn't work out because, but the Padres just ended up making literally the Equally same exact bad decision. mistakes. Yeah. The Padres are, I mean, we've talked about it. They're such an enigma to me because I don't understand why they're so bad. I mean, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> if we could, we'd, we could make a lot of money if we could figure that out. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, they should. They shouldn't be. I mean, you have you have a great team all around. I mean, I'd say probably, yeah. It they're a team that is showing, you know, the backside of having every single person in your team be a shortstop. Because know, everybody was, on that team is a shortstop. It was a definite approach. I'm not going to say it was a good one or a bad one, but I think that their performance. Can kind of speak for itself yeah i mean um, they, they are they are not in the healthiest standpoint right now but i mean that's no but i mean even even with what they're missing what manny machado they're missing machado and then and they miss soto, soto yeah at the end but even then i don't know i don't know but a uh, big series win for us however anthony rizzo got tied up in a bit of a collision at first base um believe it was Higgy who snapped through back to first base Mm -hmm. to pick successfully pick off Tatis. Um, But Tatis didn't dive into the bag. He stood up into the base, which is problem number one as a fucking base runner. Um, And kind of just, I've watched the video 400 times and I'm like trying to figure out the dramatic where I'm still trying to figure out the head hit like the side, like Rizzo's face just kind of, turned a little and apparently tweaked his neck he's been out of the lineup for two days but they're being very weird about it they're not naming what hurts he's not going for imaging but he didn't play last night he was taken out of that game and he's not in the lineup for tonight either tuesday night yeah it looked more like when i saw the video i thought it was just like a knee to knee thing i was like oh okay that's yeah and like concussion i'm like what <laughs> I, I i agree i thought it was lower body like just the like jolt of kneecap to kneecap i agree yeah. and now they're like no he was taken out for neck pain and i was like did he just like crack his neck really good like sometimes like when you get it real good you're like whoa i just broke my neck a little 
But um, it's it's frustrating because we're facing a very, I personally think, a very similar frustration now again with Harrison Bader, who yesterday beat out an infield single last night, um, looked completely fine running, looked completely fine breaking down, and then all of a sudden Boone and the trainer were at first base and Greg Allen went into run and play for him. Embarrassingly, Greg Allen was picked off in the first, not even a pitch was thrown, but we're not going to talk about that. That's not my issue right now. The issue is Harrison Bader now, apparently it was a hamstring injury. They're not sure if it will be an IL stint, but they're just being very vague. Yeah, I think that one especially is mostly just a safety precaution hope because again it didn't look like it was anything too bad he wasn't you know if you watch the video of him running he looked like he ran relatively fine didn't seem like anything was a major problem but I think that they're on you gotta be especially with him with how well he's been playing but also how injury prone he's showing you gotta be as safe as possible with him because you need him on the field as much as, as possible he's been a spark plug for us yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. Literally yesterday before his at-bat, I was just on Twitter uh, because I was not going to watch the Celtics game. That did not go well for anybody curious. <laughs> um, uh, I was just scrolling and it was it was interesting, right? Because Bowers got the start again um, and people were realizing and like kind of thinking and theorizing, right? So we've got Stanton, Canley, and Donaldson are all currently in Somerset rehabbing. I know that Donaldson's goal and Canley's goal were the Dodgers series, and I think that Stanton's was a loose Dodgers, definitely Angels series, I believe. Yeah. Um. So people were trying to figure out the corresponding move to our forty, like our twenty-eight man lineup when. First, Donaldson returns, and then eventually Stanton and Canley. Um, Scotty, is the move with our not our not our bullpen, our position players? Is it Oswaldo? They put IKF at shortstop yesterday. Yeah, and Oswaldo hasn't been hitting well at all. No, I mean you have. Calhoun and Bowers as well. Calhoun, I don't think you touch. Calhoun has been hitting really, really well. I was going to well. say, Calhoun was our three batter last night. I mean, it's a sharp issue, though, of like, you know, you have Calhoun up there. He just, he literally can only be a DH for us. He, you can't find a place for him in the so field. Do you hold Calhoun until Stanton returns? I think you, yeah, I think you, you have to do the switch there because, you know, right as you go and, and you're not going to put. I, I think essentially your goal right now is to put neither of them in the field. You want to avoid both of them in the field. Again, Stan, not terrible in the outfield, but you do have better options. I think Bowers is the first one to go down. You think he hit a home run that... last night, but he hasn't looked good offensively or defensively you overall. Oswaldo's been killing it. Oswaldo's been doing real well defensively. He's been doing terrible offensively. It's it's a it's a it's a tough toss up, right? Because Oswaldo has the benefit of being both a switch hitter and playing literally every single position. It was just shocking for them to put IKF at short yesterday when Volpe was given the day off. 
yeah. when the move for that has always been Oswaldo. Yeah. So I, that's that was just where my my question was was because they've done it where they put Oswaldo at short and then IKFs in left field and it's fine and it's whatever. I was just wondering if you had if that had triggered anything. It's a it's a fine it's a fine line I've been thinking about as as well and and I've been seeing that because I would think Calhoun for Stanton because of that DH spot you can't share it and you can't put one of them out there but then. You know, once you get Donaldson, you aren't going to move who you have there. You're not going to move DJ, not going to move anybody in the infield. And I think, I think it's, it's a, I think it's Bowers is probably one. I think Oswaldo is probably two right now. So then what happens when Canley returns? Are we taking some? I, I the think you look, you look at the bullpen. Yeah. You move somebody from the bullpen, a burrito. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Jahani. I think he's still up there. I agree because they sent Vasquez back down after his start. Because he was just a spot start for when Domingo was. Yeah. So suspended. Um, it it is. I mean, it is just a a tricky, tricky game. Obviously, it it needs both of them to have successful rehab assignments, right? We need. Let's be real. We need Stanton to not take any steps backwards. Okay, Scotty so, wiggles I, a finger and because says, "I looked. I, I looked at who we had in our twenty, on our on our active roster." Um, who is leaving for Tommy? Tommy tight pants. Ryan Weber. Oh, Ryan Weber. Burrito is on our active roster anymore. Oh, Matt Crook as well. I think they take Crook before they took off Ryan. I think Weber. they took Crook before Weber. Yeah. I didn't realize he. I just was looking. He was I on it. Was like, Cordero's not going to get touched. Oh, I'll probably. So we'll probably go Crook now, and then once Hamilton comes back, we'll probably go Weber. When did Crook get added? Recently, very recently. I don't think he's made a start yet. I think last night they were mentioning that we had him, or two nights ago they mentioned that we had him, but he has not touched the field yet. Yeah, I remember he was in Somerset for like two seconds. Um, May twenty seventh. Oh, that was literally three Two, days ago. Three days ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. I knew it was very recently. Um. Okay. It that's just like something to start thinking about and trying to figure out is is the moves that they end up making because I agree Oswaldo's defensive flexibility value. and value is a huge part to have on this team. It's just can you and I guess bringing like when you bring back Stanton, you can take a baby hit to the offense because hopefully, hopefully it'll be provided. Yeah. Okay. I just have some fun Aaron Judge facts, if I'm being honest. That's really all I have left about the Yankees. I believe. Yes. <laughs> um. So Aaron Judge last night hit Two home runs and robbed a home run in our 10-4 victory over Seattle? 9-4. I think last I checked it was 9-4, but I, I think, think that kind of turned it off 10-4. in the eighth inning. Um, yeah, I think it was 10-4 because I think hit you in the ninth. But Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees, in case anybody was confused, is the first major league player to hit multiple home runs and rob a home run in the same game since he himself did it on July 29th last year. He is the only major league player 
in the last 30 years to have two such games in his career. I think it's interesting to track that stat. I love fun things that Aaron Judge does that nobody else does. I want to know how you track robbed home runs. Because there are plenty plenty of catches that you're like, oh, it's a robbed home run. You're like, that guy was seven feet off the wall. Yeah, it was like, not going he out. He didn't even jump. <laughs> like, you're like, that ball just wasn't going out. I don't know why they're saying like it's Deep fly ball and robbing a home run are different things. Very. Challenging catches at the wall and robbed home runs are two different things. Two different things. Just because they're touching the wall does not mean that the ball is going to go over said wall. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. Sorry, now my memory is a little tough. Garrett Cole, another not flawless start. Yeah, not not a great start against San Diego. Um. Uh, he had a he had a short outing. He's been going. The one thing I've noticed about him is he's been going really, really high pitch pitch numbers recently, like he's very very up. high. Um, still high strikeout rate, but not perfect game. Six innings pitched, four hits, five earned runs, three walks, nine Ks. Had the strikeouts there. Only got through six, which is, you know, that that's about the minimum we expect from him. But that's also the same time. That's what he's been doing his last six games, five innings and six innings. It's just a pitch count thing. He's been working around too much, um, you know, getting 0-2 and then to full counts um, or 1-2 into full counts, things like that, where it's just he's getting his pitch count up high, and so he can't go very deep into games. Um, but, yeah, he went and – no, he didn't pitch the first game. I was thinking it was the first game, but the first game was um, – blanking on his name or debut pitcher who pitched against San Diego game one. Oh yeah. I can't think of his name though. Vasquez. Yes. Randy Vasquez. Randy Vasquez didn't look bad. He would have let up a home run to Soto, but that was about it, right? That was about it. One hit, one earned run. He had a very good out for, for a first outing. Um, relatively short, four and two thirds, four hits, two earned runs, six Ks, three walks. That's that's good numbers for somebody who did he also skip triple? Or did he have a few? Yeah, starts he had never he had never seen never mind played in he'd never seen a major league game. Uh, before. For that, um, sorry not to jump back to Aaron Judge. But he is currently the American League home run leader um, and tied with a bunch of people for second place across the league with 17. Um, this is with missing 10 games. Right? This, man, so he's, this man gave everybody 10 game head starts. Yeah, so he <laughs> currently has 17 along with Max Muncy, Matt Olson, and Jorge Soler. Pete Alonso leads the league with 20 at the current moment. Um, but just just absolute he also sorry i don't know how to read the page just jumped around and i don't have a he also information at all um but just just an absolute crazy cuckoo man um tonight the yankees continue their series against seattle nestor cortez takes the mound espn has the matchup prediction uh Seattle is favored by 56 to 43, like not any crazy percentages. Um, But I think it's really all based on Nestor and also, and I'm going to be fucking honest, how well Boone manages 
Nestor's start. Yes. Yeah, because there's a, I mean, you, you there's a bunch of numbers on his on his starts of whatever first four innings and then fifth inning just falls apart. Yeah. Absolutely falls apart. So that's what it's really, really, really gonna rely on, I think, tonight. I, I don't I even with you know Bader being not in the lineup. I, I'm not losing faith in the offense at the moment. Um, I think we're actually hitting pretty well as a team. So hopefully, hopefully we can have a successful little series in Seattle. Do you have any other Yankee things? Um, no, I don't. Or would you like to use it as our transition into what is going on in the rest of the league? We can use it as a transition. Would you like to bring it up, or or shall I? You go ahead, because there's a lot of transition things we could go to here. We are going to start with our favorite guy, who is no longer a Yankee, Aaron Hicks. Um, the the news started circulating at one thirty three today, and then two hours later, the Orioles said, "We got him. We want Aaron Hicks." Um, I would like to make it very clear. The Orioles made this move after and corresponding to a Cedric Mullins injury. Um, I don't think they were just like looking to collect dusty, old, terrible outfielders. But who's to say? Um, so he he stays in the East, I guess. When do we play the Orioles next? Uh, I think it's for a hot minute. Ah, oh, damn it! So annoying. Yeah, I think we have a while until we face him again. But I mean, this is this was kind of expected. Uh, we knew somebody was going to eventually pick him up. Yeah, but I was not predicting the Orioles. Yeah, but, but I also I also was not oh, aware my... that Cedric Mullins was recently yeah, hurt. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna. Uh, July third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. We're playing the Orioles over Fourth of July. Yep, <laughs> that's a choice. Um, you know, I'm just going to stick with all of the, um, former Yankees, the former Yankees. Yeah. So next, the guy that we talked about last week or the week before, um, Gary Sanchez was DFA'd by the New York Mets, but he was picked up on Monday and signed by the San Diego Padres. An interesting choice, but you know what? They're just trying anything to win. I they guess. have, they have, they have terrible catchers. So yeah. I'm not surprised about that either. Austin Nola is terrible. Jose Alfaro is not much better. And now you have Gary Sanchez, who at least it's... can hit better than Austin Nola, possibly. I was gonna say, hey now, <laughs> hey now, and um, one last former Yankee. And former home run champion Luke Voigt has been DFA'd by the Milwaukee Brewers. He has hit no home runs and had a 221 batting average this season. Um, and, I mean, we talked about Luke Voigt because he was not given a major league roster from somebody and then elected, like, he was picked up by the Brewers in some capacity. Um, it's just, we. I mean, we've said it, we've said it about, Sanchez, we've said it about pe- a million people before, is that it's crazy to see talent just slip away, and you start to wonder if he had been brought up earlier. Is there something that could have been developed or whatever? But I, I still think 
that there's a slight chance that Voigt can be picked up, but we are in a league of very talented first basemen. Yeah, I think it's a fine line because I think he'll he'll get picked up by somebody, at least be put on a minor league deal somewhere. Freaking Mike Ford is still in the minors around That's the true. league. He is still hopping around. Now, do you have a way to get that to any of your other points? Um, I think it's really simple. I think we stick with Yankee legends. Andrew McCutcheon! Uh, <laughs> this actually happened, this was produced last week um, before our episode came out, before we even recorded our episode. I just missed it. Um, the Pirates put out that Andrew McCutcheon is the only player in team history to record 1,500 hits, 200 home runs, and 175 steals. That is... That's what happens when you play for a team since it's been created. Yeah, I mean, that... That's but also, still, fun. fucking congratulations. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to still be able to do stuff. And he's still performing. It's not like he's not just, just trophy really, Yeah, I was going to say, he time. has it, other than, like, maybe less stolen bases, he really hasn't declined a lot. Yeah, he's been doing doing really, really well. Um, like, he's not just on the team for, like, a legend's status, like, oh, not going to get rid of him. Like, he's he's actively performing and, like, producing. Yeah, yeah, he's not going out there and, like, oh, I'm just here to get these, to get a record here. <laughs> you know, here here to be here. No, yeah. he's, he's there to play, and they're playing yeah. really well. Um, in the same boat, uh, O'Neill Cruz is slowly on his way back. Um, I think they're looking, he's supposed to be out of his walking boot within the next few days. Um, you, I just feel like a walking boot on him would look so fucking funny. <laughs> Just because of his general size. <laughs> um, Sorry. You know, why not stick with, with a, a little O'Neill Cruz? Somebody who reminds me of O'Neill Cruz in the minors, if you know who he is. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz um, for the Reds is now the number one overall prospect in baseball. How the hell do you have a number one overall prospect and you're the Reds and you haven't called him up? I don't know. Um, I was going to say, I have been seeing, like, recently like a lot of teams are like so-and-so calls up their number two prospect so-and-so calls up the number six prospect i'm like oh god we're all we're all reaching for the kiddos oh god <laughs> uh, uh but yeah ellie ellie's of him yes i'm i was at to look him up get a get all the um the information about him um i mean i know he's young he's been on people's radars he's 21 years old right international now signing? international signing yep from the dr um Currently, throughout his minors, he is batting 299 uh, with a 357 on base and 549 slugging. Is he in there? What level of their? I'm pretty sure he's currently in AAA. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, he's in Louisville. They have absolutely no excuse for not. They have, yeah. Um, I thought you were gonna say like, he... oh, he's in AA or like when like, like any any other option but that. Yeah, no, well, why did I say he reminded me of O'Neill Cruz? Because uh, he's 6'5", 200 pounds. Is he an infielder? Shortstop? Yep, shortstop, third base, second base. Who is the red shortstop that he's... I got it. <laughs> like, who could it possibly be that they're like, no, we got to keep him? Kyle Farmer. Let's get Kyle some Kyle Farmer, Jose Barreo, Nick Senzel. Kyle okay. Farmer. Yeah. All right, I'm like, I have like, you can't see. I have two computers going right now and a TV. Screen. I got a lot going on in front of me. <laughs> kind of overwhelmed. But Kyle um, right. Farmer, well, via baseball reference, has a 0. .5 war, a 268 batting average. That's not terrible. 
at three home runs, 14 RBIs, no stolen bases, OBP 327, and a 381 slugging percentage. Um, Now, I don't know. Just kidding. This says he's on the fucking Minnesota Twins. That's what I was thinking. I was like, that's just... I looked at their 2023. They have Jose Barrero, uh, Barrero as their shortstop, but they also just called up um, Matt McClain, and he's been doing really well so far. Um, through his first 12 games, he's batting 380, slugging 600. Who they so been the guy has been doing pretty good. Well, yeah, because Jose Barrero has a negative 0.3 war. Yeah, so that would make sense. So, yeah, but right now you have Jonathan India at second, um, McClain at short, and then um, Nick Senzel at third. So I guess give him a little bit more time, but I mean, it, he is, it's, it's, uh, it's getting close to, to Ellie time. And Ellie's been a, I mean, that's, that's a huge, he, he's the guy for the Reds. They've mm-hmm. all been looking for him. He's batting 304 this year through 32 games. Get it going. Um, one thing I just want to mention, I thought was really funny when we played the Padres. Yeah. Um, and Matt Carpenter came up and they put up a graphic and they're like, best slugging percentage um, of all time on the Yankees. And it goes minimum 150 at bats. Matt Carpenter was number one over like Babe Ruth. I looked and I go, he has to have like 151 at bats. Like he had to exactly. barely reach the minimum. It's also <laughs> like, and listen, listen, I love Matt Carpenter. I miss him dearly. I have not kept up with him as a Padre as much, but I laughed so hard that he got like this huge standing ovation. And I'm like, Rugnet Odor is also like right there. Yeah, Rugnet Odor has also, but he's also done a, about not a, as much as Carpenter did, but did do a damn good amount for us. I was going to say, I think the thing is, Carpenter, even a casual Yankee fan, could understand the impact that Carpenter had. Yeah. People that actually like, in, I don't, want, I don't want to say that we interact with the team, but like pay attention to the team and like the general like energy of the team appreciate Odor as well. But yeah. Matt Carpenter was, he came, he was ready to retire until Bar- Brian Cashman was like, come be a Yankee. I'll yeah, carry yeah, the like bat if that's all they want me to do. Like, he just gave everything. I love Matty C. Um, barefoot pregame, that freak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just had that little, little, little spec to say. Well, slugging percentage. We can continue with, with some slugging here. Uh, the... Tampa Bay Rays is the first team in major leagues to hit 100 home runs. This team. Hate them. I agree. (laughs) I agree. I don't like what happened. I forget who I was, with, but somebody was like, oh, I'm so happy that the Blue Jays beat the Rays 20 to one. I go, I'm not. I hate the Blue Jays even more. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's a lose lose situation there. I'm not happy. Yeah, I'd be a little happier with the Rays winning than the Blue Jays. Like I'd rather it be like I'd rather that happen to the Rays, but it be someone like the fucking like Marlins, like someone that they feel like shit that they gave up twenty runs. Yeah, to. I don't want them. Like to the do Blue it. Jays, I want the Blue Jays to also score zero runs. Like what? Uh, um, to stick with the big big number one hundred, Spencer Strider, first pitcher in the league to a hundred strikeouts. Holy shit. Quite efficient. Holy shit. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. Spencer Strider somebody who I, I haven't seen much well, media. He was on the... About. I'm 90% sure he had an IL stint, too, where he missed, like, two starts. Uh, He only has 11 starts on the year. 106 strikeouts. 
5.8 hits per nine, 15 Ks per nine. Yeah, I'd like to make it clear. All right, so Spencer Strider has 106 strikeouts right now. Second place, Shohei Otani, 90. So he's 16, probably two, two and a half starts behind Strider on strikeouts. And Otani has, let's see how many starts Otani has. He also has 11 starts. So same amount of starts, but that's two starts starts difference of two two good starts. Two really good starts, probably two and a half regular starts. Yeah. Behind Strider. And right, that's it's it's just it's crazy. Otani's doing it with a two nine one ERA. I don't know what Strider's ERA is. Uh Strider is sitting at a two nine seven. Yeah. So like it it I mean we talked about it last year. There's just something so different about this guy. Yeah. Uh, pitches tonight. He does. Ooh. Against the Athletics, so he'll have 140. Oh. He'll have 140 strikeouts by the end of the night. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to do this real quick. Wow, he does not average a lot of innings. Yeah, but let's see, right? All right, so. But that um, that makes it even more impressive. Yeah. He averages five to six strikeouts, and he has gone nine, eleven, seven, twelve, ten. Yeah, He's getting double digit strikeouts every game. Every game. I was trying to see his average per per game, but like it's I mean, you're looking at nine, 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 thirteen, eight, ten, twelve, seven, eleven, nine. That's through he has not he's gone eight innings once, nothing else above six innings. Crazy cuckoo nuts. That's wild. 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 Um, I mean, he's a he's a high he's high ranking on a Cy Young, I'd say right now. hundred um, percent. Screw screw rookie of the year. He didn't get that last year. He'll go and just jump else. right past that. The Cy Young. Um, to to get an even bigger number than one hundred, oh, we'll jump up to four. Oh no, no no keep going keep going I I I see your train. We'll jump up from one hundred to four hundred. I see where you could have went. Um, but, but I see where you can go. Uh, so we, we, it sounds like we just spoke about this about a month ago, 400 saves this time for Craig Kimbrell. Remember at the beginning of the season, I mentioned some watch lists of who could get stuff. You can get like, you know, certain, um, milestones and Kimbrell got it through three teams of the Braves, the Red Sox and the Phillies. He got his 400th save against the Braves at the Braves, similar to what Kenley Jansen did not too long ago. And so it's impressive to think that there have been eight pitchers in the history of baseball to get 400 saves. And we saw two of them in one year. And like within two same months, sorry, I should say same month. In yeah, Atlanta. I was going to say like two weeks of each other. Same month against the same team at this, like at the same team, which is. And they wild. both. Both played for that team. Both played for that team, yeah. (laughs) It just keeps going on. Um, Kimbrell was the fastest. And they both were Red Sox at one time. Both were Red Sox at one time. Sorry. One a little bit younger than the other. One current, (laughs) one past. Um, But Kimbrell is the fastest in innings pitched to 400 through 707 and a third. Um, Kenley Jansen is third on that list. Uh, he had 780. I mean, it's 
that's like it's it's a fair question of these guys getting into the Hall of Fame because they're eighth. They're like seventh and eighth in saves, but the people above them besides like one and two, none of them are in the Hall of Fame. So it's a fine line of, I think these guys, I mean, we, we spoke about it. These guys still have the years. Yeah, um, that's the thing. Is, they're, not, they're not doing this now and then tapping out. Like, I don't think they're going to touch Mariano. No, no, no. I don't shot. think anybody will ever touch Mariano. Um, But that's the... <laughs> Sorry, I just copped her right. I'm so sorry. Um, I don't think anybody will do it, but I do think that they have a lot more in the tank. Yeah, and the, and the biggest thing is like, especially Kimbrel, I'm pretty sure has like the best ERA and the best K's per nine out of anybody on the list, or like you know, like maybe comparable to Mariano or something like that. But they have other numbers that could help their case besides just the saves, and I think that both of them could possibly get up to 500. Now that Kimbrel, he started well on the IL, I thought, right? I think so. So he started on the IL, and I mean, he's still not somebody who goes on the IL much. So I think he still has a great chance. And then Jansen, of course, has a great chance as long as he doesn't stay with the losing Red Sox. Yeah, it um, does. It saves do require going into the ninth inning winning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's an amazing feat, something you don't see every day at all. It's just uh, hard just... to say when they've done it twice in the same way. We're like, oh, it doesn't happen, I swear. It, I mean, it's eight in the in the history of baseball. We if if I got a nickel two. every time this happened, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, mm-hmm. but it's weird that it happened twice. Um, to stick with notable closing pitchers, something Not we've been keeping an eye out all year is Liam Hendricks officially back and officially never mind never mind i see where you're going i'm so confused sorry i keep cutting you off but i keep i keep losing where you're going and then i see it um (laughs) uh liam Hendricks, uh back from his five month which still the white Sox fucking proved our asses wrong (laughs) we're like we were like dudes bruh fucking lax it is december this man's just started chemo and we're like there's no shot they're like you'll see him in may we're like we're like yeah okay yeah well sure we'll see him in may and here we are seeing him in may which is i mean it's it's that's an amazing thing it's an amazing it was a whole show especially doing it in chicago uh, it was in it the was city connects. I know that that's not actually relevant, but it have is. you seen their home run celebration? No, what is it? There's it's like a many. little like mobster little black hat. It actually looks hilarious. That's actually kind of fucking fire. <laughs> with I don't know how it, if they do that the same thing with their normal jerseys, it doesn't look as good. With their city connects, it looks fire. <laughs> <laughs> You're like this. This is good. This is very good. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's an amazing thing to see Hendricks back. Whole thing throughout, like the entire game, pregame they had something for him. Then at one point he walked from the dugout to the bullpen between innings, and they had a whole thing for him. And then he came in, and they had a whole thing for him again. Um, the start we or not not the start the appearance we won't talk about much. Um, yeah, but, I mean, the guy the guy has it, not, <laughs> but he did it. You know what? Yeah, that's all that fucking matters. Is he did it. <laughs> um. We're going to keep going with people who haven't pitched in a while. This is where I thought you were trying to get to. I know. Like, three times now I've gotten you leaning, and I could have gotten points. you again. I could have gotten you again with some relief pitchers, but uh, we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. Um, after you thought five months was bad, 1,029 days, 
since Mike Soroka last pitched in the major leagues. He made his first start yesterday. To give people a review, if you're not, if you don't follow the Atlanta Braves pitching staff as closely, just, just the Mike Soroka situation. Um, Mike Soroka <laughs> tore his Achilles what three years ago now? Yeah, the first time. Tore his Achilles, went through all of the rehab, was walking into Truist Park, retore it. Literally just walking it like up or down a ramp. Yeah, he tore it. He tore it in 2020. Retore the Achilles. So then he had to go through the entire process again. Mike Soroka, again, for people that maybe are not familiar, was supposed to be the ace for the Braves. Right? It was supposed to be a disgusting one-two punch of Soroka and Freed. With Soroka's injuries, Freed had to step up and become a fantastic ace for them, like a three-time gold glover, like a great... Stepped up, right? Um, Led them, helped lead them to a World Series next to Charlie Morton. Now, if you think of their fucking rotation, if Mike Soroka is half of the pitcher that they planned him to be, it goes Freed, Strider, Soroka, Morton... Yeah. An already criminally disgusting starting rotation just gets better. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean to go with that kinda of, kinda of to to continue explaining the level that you're talking about through the first the three years that he played, he had twenty five innings pitched his first year, really not that just not enough. He got called up late. Had a 3.51 ERA. 2019, his first full year, he was an all-star with a 2.68 ERA, second in rookie of the year, voting sixth in Cy Young. In 2020, he only had two, uh, three starts, had 13 innings pitched, had a 3.95 ERA. And so he has still a career 2.95 ERA right now through, you know, one full year of baseball. And in his first outing after, you know, going through absolute hell and unluckiness, again, wasn't perfect. But again, what the fuck can you expect from this man at a point? It's, he he, It's similar to like the Steven Strasburg story. If you're like, I don't care how bad they do. I'm just cheering for them to get on the field at some point. Yeah. Soroka Will Steven Strasburg ever do that? Who the fuck knows? But Soroka did. <laughs> There's a fine line though, because Soroka, you're like, this is a young kid who's really, really good. Exactly. And he That's just the wants thing. to be Steven Strasburg, you're like, you're just trying to fucking rob the Nationals. <laughs> Soroka at this point, he you know, he got over this injury when he's still like, how old is he? Um he is 26? twenty about twenty-five, like two months away from being twenty-six. Like he has he's the same age that a lot of people are still getting called up for the first time. Yeah, you know. I mean, this is he. He was on a. He got signed to. He's a one-year, two point eight million dollar contract. I mean, his outing yesterday, uh, six innings pitched against uh, the A's. He had six innings pitched, um, four earned runs, five hits, two walks, three Ks, two hit by pitches. Again, this is a thousand twenty nine days. Yeah, like that. I don't even know how to like process that number of days in my brain. I was like 19 or 20 when he last pitched. I was a child. <laughs> God, he was like in diapers. All right. 
Um, but just like a really awesome story to see, hopefully play out. Should play out. I think I have confidence in playing out. Put a little bit of screws to to. Just a second up. A little bit of rust, but. Have you got anything else um, there, dude? Yeah, my final one is sticking with pitchers. Um. You know, after not one thousand twenty nine days, well below that. Um. Ben Joyce makes his debut for the Angels. If you didn't know, if you don't know who Ben Joyce was, um, Ben Joyce was the pitcher at Tennessee last year who threw 105. He was drafted last year and got called up to the majors already. If that sounds a little familiar, especially for the Angels, they did, they did the exact same thing about a month ago to Zach Neto, who they also drafted last year, already called up. Neto has been doing really well, extremely good defensively. He's somebody to watch out on on defense. And on Ben Joyce's side, he threw last night through one inning, allowed one hit, had two strikeouts, and threw one cutter that was under one, one pitch. It was a cutter at 89 miles an hour. All the other ones were above 100 miles an hour, topped out at 102. And it is a sinker. Who bananas crazy balls? He is going to have a place in that bullpen. Sadly, but it's not going to be the closer. <laughs> the Angels are not going to make it to the playoffs anyway. Oh, no. No. No, it's not going to help them make it to the playoffs. <laughs> uh, they're just, I just love when you just hear just wacko dudes that you're just like, what the? How did you get to be like this? And his, yeah, I think he has a lefty brother at Tennessee, too. Doesn't throw as hard, but still throws hard. Lefty pitcher. He's another one coming up. There's a there's a guy like Campbell, lefty, throws 100 as a relief pitcher, which is wild. 100 from the left side is wild. Similar to how um, a, a roll is hitting 105 again. I love how you refer to him by his first a name. A roll this. Like I was like, who the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Mr. Overall this. Uh, uh, listen, not a whole lot to talk about here, saying that it's only uh, Tuesday afternoon. Oh, I do want to say one thing. It's oh. not, not Major League Baseball related. I just want to hear your, your take on this. So, College World Series is coming around. I love the College World Series. I know a lot of people don't like to watch it. Um, but they have their regionals, and Kentucky is hosting a regional. And it sounds really great um, because, they're, they're, you know, it's Kentucky. They have, they have the people in the, in the stands for it. They can hold people. Um, but apparently there's a music festival and different high school state championships going on. And so the closest hotels are an hour away from the stadium and the players are staying in the freshman dorms of Kentucky. So just a really interesting situation there. You want to know what that is? Eat ease. What eat ease? Just everybody's hating. They're like, "How the hell do you like get this process? Like, how how did you get your bid in? Like, you yeah, guys, we should host. Yeah, really. Uh, why why should you guys host? Uh, well, the they are gonna be popping crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll help the business around us because everybody will have to pay for gas when they come into the stadium and out of the stadium. <laughs> it's a business model. It's a business model. Anyway. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to keep up with Yankee news throughout the week, you can follow us on Instagram at pinstripe.podcast and follow and subscribe wherever you are listening to this to get to listen to us next week. You know the vibes. Anyway, for Scotty, I'm Lexi, and this has been the Pinstripe Podcast. Bye!